0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Ezekiel, where the prophet speaks of the watchman and the people. If the watchman sees danger and blows the trumpet, then he shall save himself, but the people who fail to heed his warning shall die. God desires that they would turn and live. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 33 on Simply the Bible.
0: We now come to the last section of the book of Ezekiel. In the first 24 chapters, Ezekiel was primarily prophesying about the fall of Jerusalem. In this final section of the book, he is primarily prophesying about the restoration of Israel. He gives hope by looking forward to the millennial reign of Jesus Christ on earth. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 33. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, If he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. Now, bringing a sword upon the land was one of the ways God said he would judge the nation of Israel. This would happen because of their disobedience. The people would then have to deal with enemy invaders. It was common in the walled cities of those days for the city leaders to make someone a watchman. He would then be posted on top of the city walls or in the watchtower where he could watch for any enemy invaders. If the watchman saw the enemy approaching, then he would blow the trumpet. Those who were working outside the city gates in the land, in the fields, would then quickly take refuge inside the city and the gates would be shut. But if someone was out in the field and paid no attention to the trumpet so that he was killed by the enemy, then his blood would be on his own head. He failed to heed The warning. But anybody heeding the warning would wisely save his life. Verse 6 But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So say the watchman falls asleep on the job, or maybe he is preoccupied with some other activity so that he is not watching as he should be. He doesn't see the enemy approaching and he doesn't sound the trumpet. Then the people are not warned and they die from the sword, but the watchman would be held accountable for their blood because he failed to do his duty. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, And he does not turn from his way. He shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Now, this commission is nearly identical to Ezekiel's original commission back in chapter 3. There, God commissioned him to be a watchman when he was warning the people about Jerusalem's destruction. Here, God recommissions Ezekiel as he would now be a watchman for the restoration of Israel in the future. Now, this kind of watching that Ezekiel would do would be to listen for the words of the Lord. The word of the Lord would come to Ezekiel, and then he was to warn the people. Now, if he neglected to warn the wicked, Then they would surely die in their sin, but Ezekiel would be responsible for their blood. On the other hand, if Ezekiel warned the wicked to turn from their sin, but they ignored him, then the wicked people would die, but Ezekiel would have delivered his own soul. He carried out his duty. So how does this relate to us? It is interesting that the Apostle Paul told the Ephesian elders in Acts twenty twenty six. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Paul knew that he had fully discharged his duty. He held nothing back. He preached the good news of God's forgiveness for those who repent of their sins and trust in Jesus Christ. But he also preached the bad news of what would happen if they refused to repent and believe. I believe we all have this duty to a certain extent to be watchmen. Certainly if we are born again, we have the word of God and the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Then we have all that we need to sound the trumpet and let people know who are living in sin that they need to turn from their sins and believe in Jesus Christ. He is the only way to eternal life. My fear is that many watchmen are sleeping on the job. Will God hold them responsible for the blood of those who perish? It is possible. What exactly that means, I do not know. I only know one thing. I want to be a faithful watchman who sincerely cares about the souls of others and warns them that they need to trust in Christ. Therefore, you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you say, if our transgressions and our sins lie upon us and we pine away in them, how can we then live? Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. For why should you die, O house of Israel? Now the people were complaining. Jerusalem was destroyed and the people were taken captive to Babylon. So how would they live now? If God had already ruined Judah, What hope was there for them? Perhaps they were thinking that their judgment was inevitable. Maybe they had the attitude, let's eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Maybe you feel that way today as you look at the hopelessness of this world. So what's the use of serving the Lord? What difference will it make if the world is going down the tubes anyway? But God said, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, You see, judgment is God's strange work. He only brings it as a last resort. God's desire is that people would turn and live. After all, we are all His creation. He loves us. God so loved the world that He sent His only Son to die for our sins. If we will confess our sins, renounce and abhor them, and ask God for His mercy and forgiveness and He will forgive us, cleanse us, and remember our sins no more. God desires repentance rather than retribution. This truth is behind every message of judgment in the entire Bible. God warns us in the hope that we will turn and live. Therefore you, O son of man, say to the children of your people, the righteousness of the righteous man shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall because of it in the day that he turns from his wickedness, nor shall the righteous be able to live because of his righteousness in the day that he sins. When I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, but he trusts in his own righteousness and commits iniquity, none of his righteous works shall be remembered. But because of the iniquity that he has committed, he shall die. So a man's righteousness shall not deliver him when he sins. Just because you've been righteous and you think that you're okay and you can go ahead and sin, God says, "Uh uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. You're not going to be delivered because of your past righteousness if you're trusting in that. You're going to deal with the consequences of your sins. And a man's wickedness will not condemn him if he repents. Even though you've lived a wicked life, if you repent of your sins, God will forgive you. We remember the thief on the cross. He repented. He believed in Jesus. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. But The righteous man who trusts in his own righteousness is in trouble. We're told that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Listen, the only righteousness we have is what comes by grace through our faith in Jesus Christ. We have great assurance as we trust in Him. But we also must remember what we are told in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. We cannot be enticed into sin and think that we're going to get away with it with impunity. Again, when I say to the wicked, You shall surely die, if he turns from his sin and does what is lawful and right, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has stolen, and walks in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins which he has committed, Shall be remembered against him. He has done what is lawful and right. He shall surely live. Great hope here for the wicked man who turns from his sin. God says, I will be merciful, I will forgive him, and his sins shall not be remembered. He will live. Yet the children of your people say, The way of the Lord is not fair, but it is their way which is not fair. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall die because of it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is lawful and right, he shall live because of it. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, I will judge every one of you according to his own ways." So the people were complaining and they were saying, well, God's ways are not fair. He's not dealing with people in the right way. Listen, nobody will be able to get away with that accusation. God will be just and everybody will know that God has been just. God says, listen, no, that's not the case at all. It's actually you who are not being fair because you think that you can just say that you're righteous and go ahead and do whatever you want and pay no attention my laws it doesn't work that way you're going to reap what you sow God says I will judge everyone according to his ways God is impartial and he looks at each of us desiring to show us mercy you know mercy triumphs over judgment but we must humble ourselves and ask God for his mercy and ask him for his forgiveness and, and seek the forgiveness that comes through the blood of Jesus when we trust in Him. That is God's heart. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He takes no pleasure in anyone going to hell. He has done everything that God could do short of violating our free will to lead us into salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. May we heed His warning and not die in our sins.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the news comes to Ezekiel that Jerusalem has fallen. The cause of Judah's ruin is her disobedience and idolatry. The people listen to the prophet, but they do not obey. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.